0: my man, Phil, you're in the house. Welcome to another installment of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Can you say hello to our adoring fans out there?
1: Hello, adoring fans. I was going to try like a metal screech and say it, but then I can't do that. So I was going to be like, ah! And then you just fail terribly. Yep, yep.
0: For those of you who don't know, you are listening to the podcast where we review great albums that are heavy in nature that have come out post 2000 to save you time and energy and stress from pulling your hair out, trying to find great albums. We bring them right to you. I bring you quality each and every episode. If I recommend it, you will like it. If Phil recommends
1: it, there's a 50, 50 chance. <laughs> ah, totally, totally wrong. You son of a bitch. But um, yes, the rest of that was completely accurate. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, yes, we bring you the best, of the best, if you don't like it, you're fucking wrong.
0: That's exactly right. And that's exactly right. So this week, you are going to be telling our listeners what you thought of the album High Singing Blues by the stoner rock groove kind of uh, band out of Sweden, Graveyard. And I'm going to be reviewing Kalma, who I happen to love and have been adoring for a long time. But you gave me an album of theirs I did not know and i can't wait to tell you about they return they will return so i was uh, i got a lot to say about that but before we get into the music we always talk about something that's so metal so i have a that's so metal for you phil are you ready i'm ready let's hear it do you know what a light year is phil yep i don't know. how many light years away would you say is the furthest thing we have discovered through some sort of telescope or some other method, how far do you believe is the farthest thing humanity has discovered away from Earth as
1: measured in light years? I'm going to take a shot in the dark, pulling a number out of my ass with no real frame of reference. Let's go with uh, 10,000.
0: What if I told you the answer was 13.4 billion?
1: Uh, I'd say I was close, but no cigar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was up early one morning, and I was just in my son's room, and we were just talking because everyone else was sleeping. And I said, I wonder what the furthest, because he's into space, I said, wonder what the furthest thing from Earth ever found is. So I asked the omnipotent Google, and it turns out in 2020, a station, I think in Hawaii, found what they believe is a galaxy 13.4 13.4 billion light years away. Now, that I know you're probably going to ask me, how do they calculate that? Is there a margin of error? Yeah, sure. Yeah. A, it, they, they measure it through some red trails and the lights and things. So it's certainly subject to uh, error. But if we just even accept that there may be a 25% margin of error or a 50% margin of error, even if it's 7 billion light years away, that's not even conceivable.
1: I know it's pretty mind-blowing. And you say discovery not meaning we have visually seen it but we know it's there, right? No, that, no, no, the light
0: is visible. The light is The vis- light is stuff. Okay. Yes, wow. the okay. light is visible, but the way that they're measuring the the I don't know, if transfiguration is the word, but the way that the light is shifting over time, they're calculating that it's 13.4 billion light years away, which is just you know that's why I picked it for that so metal segment because it's so, it's just such a metal kind of topic like you know the idea yeah. of space like that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it dwarfs you, man. You're like a you're nothing. If you're ever worried about shit, just remember nothing you ever do will ever really matter because <laughs> you're so fucking tiny. Seriously, yeah. nothing we will
0: do or anything we could do to anyone will really ultimately ever matter because it's just yeah. so insignificant. But it's it was staggering to me. I I would have like you. I, I've pulled several people. That same question. And 10,000 isn't that far off. Some people have said 20. Some people have mm-hmm. said, you know, uh, 2 million. Uh, but nobody has come even remotely close to 13.4 billion. And so yeah, man. it's crazy.
1: That's mind-blowing. All right, that's pretty fucking metal. Real metal. Uh, you know, you can pretty much always go to space if you're desperate for a that's so metal. Um, not that you were desperate. But if you ever were, you could just pull something out of your ass. The fucking sun keeps going. It's like nuclear reactions or explosions constantly on the sun. It's fucking insane. You know, like anything you want to think about. It's pretty fucking cool.
0: I'm going to tease you with that topic because we're going to come back in my recommendation later. There's going to be a theme in this episode. So those of you listening who are interested in kind of space metal, it's coming back around. It's coming full circle.
1: All right. Well, sweet.
0: Good call. So you better get your astronaut helmet on when I give you my recommendation later. But for now, let's Uh let's keep the space theme in our – Rock, paper, scissors shoot, anything you want to do segment.
1: I got one. Everyone, you know what I'm going to do, probably.
0: You got right. one for outer space? Yeah. Can the, Now, I was thinking that this could be fictional. Okay. Were you prepared for that? No, but um, okay, that's fine. Let me see. I, I just got a new sound effect app thing here. Let's see if I can find a good one for, uh, for starting off this... Segment, here we go. You like that bomb? Yeah. Maybe should I give it a boing? Are you excited? Yeah, boing <laughs> is a little bit. Yeah, that was more of a, um, what the fuck was that? Oh, you know what? I got something for space. Hold on. I got something right here.
1: You're going to yeah, love play this. Yeah, you played like a shark and then a boing.
0: Yeah, chill out. I got something for you right here, bro. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, buddy. Here we go. Okay, so let's do a rock, paper, scissors, shoot while R2D2 watches on and tells us we're doing a good job. Here we go. Rock, yeah. rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot, shoot. anything, anything you want, want to do, to do the a death black star. Hole. Yeah, you win. All
1: right. You know I was gonna come on. That's like the most uh, destructive thing you can pretty much comprehend right yeah i i was thinking like a weapon or something i thought death star
0: but no loses the black hole every day all right you win what do you want to do you want to review calma you want me to hear you want to hear me tell you about calma they will return or do you want to tell me about high singing blues by graveyard
1: uh i'll tell you i'll go i'll go first all right
0: love it let's bring it I'll tell you what i want i'll tell you what i think about your shit go ahead
1: and let's let's hear it okay so graveyard uh, I I was reading about their categorization, and uh, basically they have at least four different (laughs) kind of uh, styles. It's like stoner, doom, rock, a lot of blues, um, getting some Black Sabbath vibes. There's definitely some psychedelic elements also. They're from Sweden, Gothenburg, if I understand that correctly.
0: Have you you heard of them prior to my request that you review them?
1: No, no, mm mm-mm. They, uh, they got started in 2006. They broke up, actually, like a couple years ago. and got back together, so that's cool. But no, I never heard of them. Uh, no, nah, never weren't on my radar at all. So I w- that was pretty cool that you recommended them. Uh, you want to jump right into the first song?
0: Yeah, can you hear this playing underneath? Ain't Fit
1: to Live Here? I heard it first. Oh, now I can hear it a little bit. Yeah. All right,
0: good. I don't want to get it too loud, so tell me if I get it too loud over you, but go ahead. All right, you can keep going. I'll keep going.
1: I ain't fit to live here. So, um, i say doom and blues, uh, there's like a plucky, deep bass sound, catchy song, there's a good little humming part that's kind of folksy in the middle too, it's another kind of uh, example of their wide-ranging influences. Uh, Pretty self-disparaging lyrics, (laughs) nice opener, very bluesy, but I think it's kind of cool because this guy has a lot of range, uh, the lead singer, and it kind of shows you right away in the first song. The rest of the album, he doesn't necessarily hit those notes, except there's another there's a couple other songs where he does, but I really think he kind of goes balls as well in the first one vocally, and I think that's kind of cool. It's a pretty good song, not in my top three, but catchy. And I'm surprised it's not on the radio. I don't, this song is perfectly fine for the radio. I don't understand.
0: I totally agree with you. I, I completely agree that this. Yeah. I think if they shorten them up, some of them, you know, they could definitely make it work.
1: Yeah, this is it's only like a three-minute something song. It's, it's, it absolutely could be a single. Um, did, did you
0: happen to see any of their videos? No. I think you would love to see their drummer. Axel Schorberg, I guess is how you say his name. He's got Mm -hmm. the dopest hair and mustache you've ever seen. I'm going to try to show a picture to you now. But any of you listening to this, look up drummer from Graveyard and tell me if he doesn't have the sickest fucking look.
1: That's a great stash. It almost looks painted on. (laughs) It almost looks too good to be real. Yeah, like I don't believe it. Nice fake stash but uh yeah it's a it's a good song i the cool thing about it is it's just it's a quick little deal um so even if you're not into it it's it over pretty soon but uh jump right into the next one no good mr holden
0: all right let's do it
1: i don't know what exactly that's a reference to i thought of holden caulfield from catch on the rye i don't know but uh, maybe a movie or something but um i like this song a lot it's one of my top three on the album Lots, slow, lot
0: slower, right? A little slower tune. The first one's a heavy hitter, and then this one tunes it down a little bit. Just a nod your head, baby.
1: Yep. Doom and gloomy. That's an eerie vocals. Bluesy slow riff turned into a kind of a doomy riff. Um, that dun, 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 dun. That kind of, like, thick bass plucky sound. That's, it reminds you of Black Sabbath. I gonna say that a lot. Um, but uh, slow verses, and I love the way he delivers the lines. It's like, da-da-da. Like, he says something, and then he goes under. And then back up with the, with the way he like builds on his, um, or adds to the chorus. So I think it's really great. Like, um, it says, I'm no good. Like the way he tr- says, I'm no good. And you're no God. It's a driving kind of, um, approach to that, to that delivery. I thought that was really cool. It really, it's kind of a captivating little song. I mean, it, it I, um, and I, it's one of the, it, it, this, these songs are pretty dense. I think too, you don't really notice how much is going on in them until you listen to it a couple of times. So, um, yeah, and I think this album's a grower generally, and this song grew with me big time. So a good solo to end it. Strong, catchy song. Top three for me. Oh, cool. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Is that one of your top three?
0: I go back and forth. I have on this album in particular. I have one song that I go to every time, and then I listen to it from top to bottom. I'll tell you that in a minute. But uh, sweet. Okay. I yeah. do love this song. Um,
1: but yeah, it's like um, it, I was driving to work, and I just heard that dun, 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 that, that like thick bass, like doom disparaging sad fucking riff and I was like, this is really good man it's so bluesy and just crunchy um but yeah and I you know as a whole I like this album a lot I, I do so I would in case you didn't get that vibe yet from my review of the first two songs there's nothing on here that's bad not all the songs didn't all blow me away but it's definitely a quality album it's definitely good it's worth listening to for sure
0: well give me a heads up before you go to the next one because the next one is the title track and I have a new sound for it. Okay,
1: go title track.
0: Title track alert. You ready for
1: it? Yeah, I'm going to go into it. Ready?
0: Alright, hold on a second. Let me let me get ready. I'm going to cue this up. Okay. I'm going to turn down no good, comma, Mr. Holden, and I'm going to get you ready for title track alert. Are you ready? Okay, so Phil, tell me this one's the title track.
1: Okay. Next one's the title track.
0: Title track alert!
1: Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, breaking um this just in title track alert exactly. so here's my i'm gonna read you my notes verbatim because they're kind of funny Okay, um, tell me because i mean it's a little egotistical me mm-hmm. to say but slowly builds into a cool crunchy deep groovy riff really good has a garage rock blues sound moves well unexpectedly pro satan <laughs> 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 <It was not laughs> i was like is he saying lucifer yes he is oh, lucifer come <laughs> take my hand um catchy uh they really there's a part like uh, about a minute and 30 to two minutes in they really jam out and they have have this like deep groovy riff that's chugging along
0: surprisingly welcoming of satan
1: yeah exactly (laughs) uh oh yeah towards the end it kind of slows down speeds up like yeah and then i it ends with like if you really listen to it it's basically just a long solo it seems like that what they end with they got their they got their you know their foundational layer of guitar then there's this Somebody doing something that, and they're tearing it up pretty well towards the end of it, but the chorus is so good. Where it's like, oh Lucifer!
0: This you is take one. My hand. This is one of my top three for sure.
1: Yeah, this it's a, a really, really, really good song. Um, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> you just find yourself kind of laughing because you're like singing about Lucifer.
0: Here it comes. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that little. There's a lot of that too, in uh, but yes, great song. I like that one a lot. Um, I, lo- I it, it, again, it's one that you—I didn't notice the solo, or that it was a solo, really, towards the end until I listened to it more and more. So I, these these songs are really multi-layered. They're very dense. It takes a it takes a um, couple of listens to really great, um, appreciate. Them. So that's one of them for sure. Next one we can go into uncomfortably numb. Fuck you, Pink Floyd. That's right. I'm uncomfortably numb. Gotta be the bluesiest song on here. Definitely. Just, right? I so, was captain of a slave boat. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like and he's talking about breaking up with somebody and how it was never gonna work anyway. I was leaving you since the day I met you. It's just like pretty kind of a bummer. Very good song though.
0: So uh, so soulful and just blues. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't picture mm-hmm. a more Mississippi kind of sounding
1: band, but they're from Sweden. Yeah, and interesting too is that uh, they're also from India. Just kidding. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs>
0: a throwback to our last episode.
1: God. But oh, I wanted to say. So I love the main riff. That bah, 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 that like strummy, jazzy kind of feel. And I said, um, I felt like it. It's it in a riff that's in a background of a movie where like a cop's at a sleazy bar, just did a shitty. He got done with a. a a shitty day, or he's on a shitty case, and he's just contemplating how bad the world is, just drinking with that in the background. Just,
0: pow, pow. I'm going to fast forward a little bit to try to get to that part, because this is a little bit of a slow intro, but it's great when you're listening to it in the mood. All right. Keep keep going, Phil. That.
1: But um, not, not the catchiest song on here, but it's I guess probably wasn't really meant to be that way. Just a nice, heartfelt, soulful Blues-oriented song, um, doesn't have all the influences the other one has. The other one has it's a little more straightforward, but it's it's definitely an, um, a well-crafted song. So I I liked it. I didn't it didn't blow me away, but I liked it. This is in my top three. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just nice. love I just love the the vibe of this
0: one, man. Like I could see myself in like a smoke-filled club, seeing these guys just like you know after a couple bangers first. Then you get to this one, and it just. This is where everybody pulls out their cigarettes and maybe something else, and they start exactly. lighting it up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, these guys just got such a cool vibe with this song. And this part right here, I love. Exactly. The way he, he just masters that kind of vocal space where you know it's, it's almost like he's singing about always being in pain but he's
1: got it right um yeah this, song, this, is, this is a guy this is a guy that's fucking had it man or yeah. not had it but he, he's been through it you know there's a shit yeah. relationship ended and he's just worn out you know yep. he is like um so okay <laughs> um you want to go to the next one yeah oh but I would say I really love the line I'm sorry we got here but I'm glad we're done I thought that was a great line um <laughs> Very blunt and you know, uh, captures the mood. It's it's, in
0: in a in a professional sense, this song is basically like, Oh, you fired me? I quit,
1: (laughs) exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, good. I'm glad I have to go through the part where I quit and it was all weird, right? Exactly. Uh, So, uh, next next song, Buying Truth, Buying Truth, um, tack and
0: four I don't know what that means, but hopefully, it means buying truth.
1: And I kept, I I swear, I kept looking at that and my brain was just saying track and field, Buying Truth, track and field, really. Okay. Yep. I was like. Just
0: because the way that the, the low eight's laid out, it's like that's how yeah. we've only ever seen it in
1: America. Right. <laughs> this is another one you could absolutely be, be a single. Oh, dude. I think. Without a doubt.
0: Where is a future?
1: <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's an awesome song. Like um, crunchy main riff, nice groovy hook uh, after the first verse. Lovely chorus. Very catchy. Um, with the it's hard not to sing along to this. You pretty much have to. It's going to be in your head right this, after you hear it. This is, a great um, po-
0: this is a great song to have a summer pool party to. Like, if yeah. you just have it on a mix of people out at the house, it's a great one.
1: Yep. <laughs> kind of sounds like a heist song to me, too. And then when he says, when was the last time? time just, yeah, you felt alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right here. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. That's just catchy, man. Um, so, and I said, oh, there's like some... Horse shoe clapping sound in here there whistles there's like a truck sound at the end of one of the um i think it's right after the chorus it sounds like a truck like a and i'm and i don't know if i'm just like losing my mind or if they or if i'm hearing all these things and just uh kind of blown away by them i this is probably one of the dentists. Takes a while to really pick up on some of that shit. Yeah.
0: um
1: uh good solo towards the end uh, i said good there's a truck sound and a whistle it's cool but yeah, really, really, really catchy song, really catchy chorus. This is more of the probably the more upbeat, one of the more upbeat songs in the album. I got to say, yep. Um But uh, it reminds me of um, like a southern rock kind of thing. This this one is
0: like leaving off a kid when you're picking favorite kids. This would be my three A. Oh, okay, cool. Hard to say yeah. no to this one. Um, yeah, I, that's a good one, man. Um, with the woodblock here where they do that kind of like tick-tock sound on the woodblock. I love that part, too.
1: Yeah, man, that's what I was describing as the horse sound, I think.
0: Well, th- um, I think that's there, too, that clopping sound okay. in, the, oh, okay. in yeah. the chorus. But there's like a, wo- a pr- prominent woodblock sound that, yeah, they, they throw it all in here, but it works perfectly.
1: You're going to want that woodblock in there. Yeah, man, come
0: on. I can't leave the <laughs> woodblock out. It's over there. It's sitting there. We haven't used it in any
1: song yet. Yeah. Um, so that's strong song. Um we'll go into Longing. Track I six. thought this was... Yeah, sorry. Track change.
0: Bam, I need a little song for that. What, what do I, what I got for
1: track change?
0: <laughs> Someone just coughing.
1: I was like, who was that? <laughs> Katie walking there with a cigarette in her, hand, in her mouth? Um, uh, you,
0: you'll love this. This app that has the sounds on it has a duck quack, but it's spelled C-U-A-C-K. I wonder if this was an English speaker who did this. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Like, you can understand why they did that. Like, oh, sure. Wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Okay but definitely not right either. So I think it's a little more psychedelic. It's got, it's got an organ in it, which is somber. The whistle sounds, folksy, very Western-esque. I mean, it sounds like a fucking showdown or like the uh, come down after a showdown right? in, in the West. Uh, probably a minute, but a minute or so too long, I think. It didn't, some of it just kind of go? you could shave off a minute. It goes a little bit too long, but it encapsulates their sound really well. And I think it's well placed in the album. Because it's got you got a couple bangers, and then a nice, uh, like a refresher, you know, you know, uh, what's it, A aperitif, you know, where you just palate cleanser, if you will.
0: Yep. And there's something so. about there's something about that part of Europe that loves like the old saloon style Western of the United States. I'm telling you, it's like, you know, you got the gunmen from Ordin Ogan, and you got uh, basically that entire sound of. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the name of the band. The guy who sounds like Elvis when he sings. We saw him open up for Avenged Sevenfold and Metallica.
1: Oh, Volby. Volby, thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Volbeat, who I love. Both these bands I love. But they're enamored with that kind of Western saloon-style yeah. thing. And That's this, true. This whistling is totally that pioneer sound. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Volby, man. I like them, too. Um, not the dev- Now i got Volbeat in my head. But yes, uh, <laughs>
0: All right. Well, it's if, a cool if, song. If you okay. felt like this one was a little bit of a filler and it was kind of st- a little too long, let's go to the next one. Un- okay. Ungrateful are the dead. Number seven. Ungrateful. Yes. Uh, so this Banging one, riff. Only oh, yeah. only three minutes long. This one. So they they, they kind of got your vibe. Uh, longing was almost five minutes. This one's only three. Yep.
1: I like the I like the delivery of all the lines in this one. He goes, but he said, but today I am not one of them. I love the way he says that um the ver- it's probably my second favorite chorus on the whole album which is can you see what i have seen um, can you see what seen? um i just think I, yeah it's just such an authoritative way he delivers the lines it's almost a little choppy uh it takes a bit of a turn midway through there's a screechy riff and the song changes line gets a little heavier and i like that part um it's another it's not quick hitter but um it's a it, I guess a lot of these songs would be singles because this could be too. I fucking love this song. Um, but yeah, it's a little sad. Um, I, it almost reminds me of a guy who was dead singing about how he's dead. Right? And like his life and what he's seen and what he's done. Um, Is this in your top three? Because this one's not in mine. I like it, but
0: it's not in my top three.
1: But no, you- I have so far. Um, the top three have been, I like the title track and I like the... Uh, um, no good Mr. Holden. My last my best my favorite or my last of the top three is coming up soon. Okay, I bet you know what it is. Alright, so let's go
0: let's go um, to the I next do. track, RSS. Okay. Track eight.
1: Alright, got yeah, jumps for uh, I said it jumps right in with the singing. Cool background. Uh, there's a lot of that woo ha kind of shit going on, which I love. Pioneer esque, almost Native American to me. Uh I think I says Got No Time to Die is a cool line. Probably shows this lead singer some of the best range for the lead singer, just like the uh, first song did. I thought. Um, oh yeah, that part where he's like, "If you judge me," um, it's got like a little. I, I said it was like a drummer boy pattern, but if you like a triumphant, like I'm stopping and declaring this thing, you know. And I thought that was really fucking cool. But yeah, this is a this is a good one too. Another quick. seemed like a relatively fast song. What did you think about this one?
0: i love the part where he says got no time to die there's no point to life we just heard it there yeah and then as it leads into the chorus i love that always gets stuck in my head
1: yep and uh, um i i think he he has like a screechy kind of uh, delivery of, and i really like i think it suits this song really well Yep. so legit song uh not my top three but good uh, I'll go into the next one because that one is my third of the top three. I Siren, fucking knew it, just dude. Siren. I knew yeah. it. This is my favorite one on the whole album. I love Threat. this song. The song is so legit. Um, it's like a, it's got like a monologuey story approach to this, you know, uh, the 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 lines, and it also has that jazz loungy feel. Um, but when he goes, tonight a demon king. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> Um, and then it really fucking jams out like uh, two or minutes and a half, two and a half minutes in. It really picks up. And I swear to God, just that part alone, when I was like, oh, well, that's like my favorite song. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so.
0: dude. This, when I first listened through this album, the very first time, this was probably 10 years ago, maybe a little less. But. I got to this song and I just was like, "Well, that's it. This album is fucking gold." Because if by now I'm just getting to a song, this awesome, this is a fucking all-time great. This album. And, and now yeah. every, like, basically every time I go to listen to this album, I play this song first, and then I go back to the, st- the start and listen to it again so I can hear it again.
1: It was legit. I was listening to the gym last night. I was, I was just jamming out for that fucking that one part too lot of eerie echoey stuff too um the mix in it's a really another really dense song i love the lyrics too when he goes uh swimming through the mud and a thousand fl- flamingos led my way Yep. which i mean we've all been there uh, <laughs>
0: naturally <laughs> do, do me a favor you personally Phil, and anybody listening go watch the live performance of this they play this song at a festival on youtube and it is just so cool man you can
1: tell they love playing the song on all right so that's a great one um we'll jump in a cooking brew all right um i my favorite part of this song is the fucking in the, the that sound in the beginning Fucking love it i wish they would have had more in this song um it's a folksy bluesy heavy it almost reminds me of a zz top mixed with like motorhead or something the way uh she fixes my hair and call it's like a fucking biker singing that shit while the lady's fucking braiding his hair yes you know what i mean um, you know, like when you're at a biker bar, and he's smoking a cigarette, talking about whatever. And um, I thought it was cool. It's kind of a badass song. Uh, um, oh, there's a part where he says when everything changed. The, the line, there's a guitar in the background that goes right along with his singing. And I think it, I think it's a really cool uh, approach. I think it sounds neat. Um, I could have done with more of a psychedelic riff in the beginning. That's the only complaint I have. I really wish. That, dan, 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 dan. sound like, it was captivating. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, man, let's go into whatever world they're building go here, go you know? Yeah, it's like but,
0: twinkling uh, almost, like a twinkling sound.
1: Yeah, like a, um, almost, my might be like, didter, <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, gonna, right. Or I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go to the past. Sweetie, Yeah, dream sequence, I'm gonna go see Jim Morrison in the desert. Right. Um, but, uh, really, but the way he delivers a lot, the lines are really badass, and so, I. Uh, I don't know. These guys really did such a good job of capturing this, uh, I want to say, southern rock, sort of southwestern, whatever, feel. Um, And they've never been here. You know, they never, I mean, they might have been here, but they're from Sweden. And uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. They really did a good job capturing the soul of that, that that part of America.
0: I'm really uh, glad. I'm really glad. I had high hopes, but I had no idea how you'd receive an album like this. But as far as this genre goes, this is like the pinnacle for me. I think these guys hit every aspect. The vocals are excellent. I want to hear from you kind of what you're picking strings, uh, the singing, or the sticks in terms of the best, the highlight of the album. Uh, But you know, for me, for this genre, I go right to Graveyard every time, this album in particular. I think this is a perfect album.
1: You know, if I had to pick, I'm going to go with uh, Strings. I do like his voice a lot, but there's so much good guitar work on this. And there's so much going on in the background that um, you know that it takes a while for you to appreciate, or it took me a couple of listens to appreciate. And so I think I'm gonna go with that. They really do a lot. Good
0: man, I'm glad. I, was this something that you kind of, when you heard the band name Graveyard and you go to check it out, were you expecting anything like this, or was this a total surprise?
1: Um, once I saw their when I saw their album cover, I kind of knew what it was gonna be like. I think. Yeah. The, the the name graveyard. No, I would have thought like I don't know, fucking death metal, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, what do
0: you think? You're gonna return to this one? Is this kind of up there on the ones yeah. I've given you? Yeah, go. no,
1: I will. This is a good album This is an
0: album I'll come back to for sure. Because I know with H- with Hagar, you were kind of like, yeah you know, I like it, I respect it, but it's not something I'd go to all the time. Whereas I find a lot of times I'm I'm down to listen to these guys. It's good if you're. Yeah. It's yeah, good I will. It's good if you got a buddy over and you're playing chess and you just kind of want something to jam in the back. As it, as it is to go to a barbecue, as it is to have a pool party, as it is to just kind of chill and listen to it, you know, at the gym or in the car. I, I think this is a varied album and very approachable for people who would introduce this to someone and say, "Wait a minute, this is metal." Like, right. You know, it's really kind of like you said, it's radio quality rock and roll really but it's a metal album
1: yeah and you know who i think would be it might be interesting uh andrew wk for that to him i think he'd like it
0: gotta get wk to do but he won't do it just because i'll recommend it
1: yeah well i that sound like this stuff. So. but but, um, he,
0: but on to unless you have any other comments man i'm ready to tell you what i think about they will return yeah let's do it this is going to be a little bit of an interesting review because i have so much to say about the band at large i'm going to do uh-huh. I'm gonna do a fair amount of commentary on the album and the songs but I, I do want to kind of fill it with some story too because I, I don't know I, I hope it's interesting but um, as we listen in to the open track called hollow Heart off they will return which is Kalma's second album a Kalma mm. from Finland I had seen these guys on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise which you know I love and now I know you love I think I saw them the year before you came with me you did not see them on the pool deck with me right Nah, man. Okay. So, until Winter Sun played their full album, Winter Sun, it was my favorite performance. Like, we were on the top deck. People were raging out of control. It was probably the rowdiest pit I had been in ever. And people were just getting tossed. I mean, it was like a complete rager. And these guys get up there. There's no talking between songs. Maybe like two words. Thank you. And then they just go into another crusher. And I I love this band, and I've loved them for a while, but I had only really ever seriously listened to their album called The Black Waltz. So, and I love that album. I beg anyone out there listening to Kalma, K-A-L-M-A-H, to go listen to the album The Black Waltz. But I'm so grateful to you for making me get off that sticking point because I was stuck on that album, and it was like all I listened to from them because I love every track on there, and it just gets my blood pumping. I also checked out their newest one called Palo... It was good, but not as good as this one. This one rivals the Black Waltz in every way. And I feel like an imbecile that I have not gotten into this earlier and didn't look at the whole discography. Because as much as I love the Black Waltz's ups and downs and every part in between is as much as I love this one. Like, this one just, it goes right out of the gate banging your skull in with Hollow Heart. Yeah, man. it's, It's not my favorite on the album, but it's fucking great. The killer keyboards underneath the riffs. The growling is pure epicness. He's got a blast scream at 2 minutes and 28 seconds that just is like, it'll rip your fucking head off. And then they shred again with the keyboard. It's like, this is just, how was I not listening to this album? I love this sound.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the, it's so relentless. This song uh, is one of the heavy ones on the album. And uh, I, yeah, dude, I love it. Yeah. I I we all do that with bands. You, you find one album you got such a boner for it, you just keep going back to it. Yes, because exactly. it's never going to let you down. So you're not sure, That's about, right. you're not sure about the other ones, but uh, I totally get that. If you like this one, I would check out Seventh Swampany and I would check out uh, um, their first one, um, Swamp Lord. Swamp Lord, yeah. I'm 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 gonna have to man because
0: you've really opened my eyes. This this now we're playing the second track which is called Swamp Hell, which is one of my top. From the album. Oh yeah. This this sweeping riff right here. I mean, come on.
1: And then just immediately
0: into just fucking
1: dudes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so yeah, dude.
1: Just you can't. It's got to be the most blood pumping song, man. Like, uh, like I I think I texted you one day Randall I was like, you know what? On a nice warm day, I just want to jam out the camel driving around.
0: Definitely with the windows down. And and you know what's funny, Phil is. I knew from being at that set on the pool deck that they had several songs that I had not heard, but I was still raging and, and tossing guys around in the pit too. But I know they played this one. I knew this riff, riff. when it came on this song. I was like, oh, that's that song. That's hol- awesome, man. Hol- holy shit. And that happened a couple more times on here because they have so many solid fucking songs. And this bass solo right here. And then go. remember the bass solo about a minute in and then the guitar solo right behind it? just completely completely awesome song love swamp hell uh, top top three for me I'm gonna go to number three unless you got anything about that one
1: that yeah, man great song you're right Prince right
0: principal hero four minutes and yeah. 22 seconds memorable up and gu- down guitar intro and then the blasting vocals and the drums the quick picking chugging guitar and then the keyboard sweep and then they slow it down around two minutes for just the keyboard and the drums super cool song absolutely crushing it on the yeah. guitar
1: probably one of my top three. I love I love the way he delivers. He goes, Pants of Here hero. <laughs> it just always drives track to the end.
0: If you can't understand a single word the lead singer says, you can always identify the title of the song. Can't you? Like, yeah. you, you can yeah. always pick out when he's saying, Pants
1: up Here hero. Exactly. Yeah, you know exactly um, what it is. Um, and yeah, it has, a, it has a good middle part. I think it's where it's like, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Keyboard, he almost trying to be Nightwish. And um, that's another thing I want to say about Kamala. It's like the influences. I mean, like, it's like if you took, and I don't, they might have been around some time, but it's like you took children of Bowdoin and mixed them with, like, I don't even know who, but like uh, like, a, like a mellow gun thing. Yeah,
0: and, um, but, but the vocals are so very unique. Like, I mean, I, I want to say this, at, I'll say it now, but I'll bring it up again later because you're mentioning it. If you gave me 20 years, and you gave me the lyrics, and you said, here's the music, sing it in as many ways as you could, I would never sing it the way that the lead singer of Kalma sings it. And I want to give it his name, because I think it's, um, I don't want to screw it up here, because I know there's two brothers in here. I think Pekka Kako and Anthony Kako are the lead guitarist, rhythm guitarist, and Pekka is the singer. And I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but... He just sings so uniquely, brutally, but so perfect for this type of music. If I've told, in fact, I told Katie when we saw them live that if I had to be the drummer or could be the drummer in any metal band, based strictly on vibe, it would be
1: countless <laughs> You can probably get on any instrument, man. They, it, it's like the, it, they make a song. They were like, "All right, let's just let's just shred like fucking shit, and just uh, for like four minutes to see what happens, and that's it. That's their approach to the song. It's like." 10 seconds in there going will be a solo that you don't know.
0: yeah and there's there's, it, there's like, I think you said this once before there's like they don't give a shit about song structure like a no. whole, the whole idea of like a intro bridge verse chorus that you know that they don't fucking care it's just get ready because we're going to throw a fury down your fucking throat I hope you can keep up
1: <laughs> yeah the, the title track too it feels like right in the first 20 seconds there's a fucking solo and you're like alright good yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't why, why not I mean fuck it bring it on I guess yeah so, uh, all right, great l- song. Let's next go to the next got- one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Human, human fates. I, I have uh, I have some notes on this one. Five minutes and fifty one seconds, longest song by far on the album at this point. A bass keyboard intro, then they add the guitar. Slower start than any of the others, but I dig it. More of a banger than a blitzer. The harmonic voices probably are keyboard, but they sound like they're praising the heavens at one point, you know. And then they have that, at 3 minutes and 30 seconds, they have that organ-sounding solo and then the guitar riff. Great song. I, not my top three, but close.
1: I love that, that, that sound it has. I don't, if that, I don't know if that's what you're talking about with the keyboard. Let me go to it. Where it's like, praising it. the heavens. 330, right um,
0: here. Ready? Hear that organ? Yeah. It's, like, it's gotta be the heaviest organ you'll ever hear. Seriously, it's like they incorporate classical cathedral instruments into this riff crushing, and they just pull it off. It's like the, no matter what they do, it turns to, to gold.
1: Yep.
0: How did you hear about this album in particular?
1: I just knew I liked. I I always heard of Camel, and I was like, all right, I'll check them out. And then I listened to Seventh Symphony, and I liked it. And then I think somebody, I was reading Reddit, somebody mentioned that they loved They Will Return. they were like, that's one of their best albums. And I was like, all right, I'll listen to that. And so I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a fucker.
0: Yeah. It's great. Stay Just, I, I'm yeah. so like, you know, kind of feeling like naive thinking, why did I not get to this? I mean, you know, but like you said, you get stuck on one because you know it always always provide. Yeah. Is, is Human Fates in your top three? I could see it being, but I don't know.
1: No, it's not. It's a really, really good song, but no. Nah. All right. Well, the next one we got
0: here, Phil, as I tune this down a little bit, the next song is called they will return and you know what that means don't you yep what does that mean title track title track alert and you know what that means that means this oh wait a second we got to get there give me phil give me one second take a deep breath stay calm you know what it means that's what it means one more time all right that's a title track alert title track alert for they will return Three minutes and 54 seconds. Instant riffage. Kind of instantly catchy in the way that old Amorphous was. You know this, like, riff? Like, I was kind of was drawn back to, like, old Amorphous when I heard this.
1: Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I don't know about old Amorphous, though. I'm wearing an Amorphous shirt. But I never, um, <laughs> I'd never. listen to um, everything past Tuonella. Okay, well... Think about the old
0: school pre-new pre singer Amorphous, which was like yeah. 15, 20 years ago. They always had the catchiest riffs ever at the beginning of a song that kind of laid the whole foundation. And
1: that's how. I did, the, ja, I did jam out a lot to you know, Tales of a Thousand Lakes. Okay, yeah, that era. Okay. Oh, okay, then we're good. Yeah. But this. They just had that.
0: And I think they have an awesome Iron Maiden influence around 2 minutes and 45 seconds, I want to have you listen to. Remember how I'm always talking about Iron Maiden having that, like, the doubling of the guitars playing the same thing? Listen Yes. this. It's got that very cool doubling where two guitars are playing the same thing, but it just makes it sound so much more bombastic.
1: It absolutely sounds like something Maiden would do.
0: Yep. So they got a lot of influences that they're just not afraid to throw in there, but they just do it with such balls and such speed and such power that it comes off perfectly. Yep. So (laughs) I think that's one of my top three. I think if I had to pick right now, I'd say Swamp Hell. I would say They Will Return, and then my number one is this next one. I don't know if you'll feel the same way I do about this song, but I all remember how in uh, the Passchendaele album. Yeah. uh, Passchendaele. I just said that they should call the album Passchendaele and every song should be Passchendaele. And then just an intro to Passchendaele. I kind of feel the way that, that same way about this album. I mean, about this song, Kill the Idealist. And this is where I wanted to remind you of what I said about if you gave me 20 years to try to sing this set of lyrics in the same way that he sings them, I'd never do it. I would never, ever sing it in the way that he sings it, yet he sings it in the coolest way I could possibly conceive of a person singing. It's almost like he pauses to to make it happen, and then, I, I don't even, I can't even describe, but I want to get to the part where they do that, because it's my favorite part of the entire album, and I, once I heard this song, I was like, god damn it, I'm an idiot this might be better than any song on the black waltz and i haven't ever listened to it like a complete idiot (laughs) what was your what was
1: your thoughts on the song it's a great song um i like the it's not as slow as human fates to be but i think it has a a slightly more uh sort of rhythmic approach than the the melody um that we the bombastic intense melody that we used to hearing uh so i like that um I, loved, I don't know, I love the song. It's catchy. It's like uh, every single song on here has like a, a crazy keyboard guitar fusion. Yes. Uh, not a single, I mean, there's not, not a single song on here that isn't great. So this is one of them that I like a lot. It's not my top three, but it's, it's a great song.
0: All right. I can't believe it's not in your top three, but listen to when he sings the lyrics, kill the idealist, get him a job, kill the agitator, capital rules the world. If you gave me that to put into this song in the chorus... There's no way I would do it in the way he does it. Kill the idealist. You know, get him a jump. And then he says, kill the agitator. It's just so fucking great. Listen to this. I mean that's like a Angren black metal like just yeah. Got know metal, got. You know it just but
1: yeah. I I love the I probably my favorite part of that um, song is probably those rips. Oh yeah! How does it not get stuck in your head every time you hear it? Almost sounds like a um what is that? like a um like an Irish dance song It's some kind of folksy song. Da, 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 da. Yes. Um, I love it. Great song great song okay let's go to
0: number I think this is let's see one two three four five six let's go to number seven the blind leader
1: yeah okay this is my favorite song
0: dude this is a great song this is right relentless
1: song I have heard a long time right
0: outside of my top three and I said it's got that subtle for whom the bell tolls type opening do you catch that like that just yeah I can see that deep kind of like subdued chugging and then bam
1: yeah, but then when they start doing the picking or whatever it's just like I want to run through a fucking wall, man. Yeah, goddamn. And it's coming up soon, but
0: when I uh when I was writing my notes to transition from the last song to this song, I said right back to the insta crush.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This instant right. head in a fucking crank this crush, just this start a Fucking whirlwind, man. It's like ah. Uh, fucking love it. Uh and it's catchy as hell, but Probably just the sheer energy in this song. Yes. Why uh, is my, why it's my favorite? Um, but uh, what did, I mean is that it's not—it's right outside your top three. You said
0: Blind Leader, not in my top three, but I'm almost positive they played. They will return uh, live, and I think they played this one live. Uh, at least when I saw them on Seventy Thousand, so I think I gotta look up the track listing and see. But,
1: yeah, but listen to this riff too. That—that's what—that's like a sort of a, something you hear in um, oh, yeah. Uh Oh yeah. Just ah, God, I fucking love it, up, man. It's just—it never stops being catchy, and then also violent. You yeah, know, that's what I love about it.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know from a guitar player's perspective how they even make this sound. Like, when it's just this fury, like this.
1: I don't know. I guess crazy. I'm sure there's somebody does the cover of it on YouTube. I'll look it up. It's it's got to be kind of like
0: this just crazy finger picking of speed and it sounds like a tornado of yeah. metal and it's just yeah great great song uh, no qualms about it why don't we go to the next one my nation which I yeah. think you know is probably a heartfelt one for them um, uh-huh. but I don't know this one didn't stick with me too much I still like it a lot but I don't know it was, what did you think of this one
1: this is another one of my top three because of uh, i think it's it's a little bit different from a lot of the rest of the album where the um a more measured rhythmic approach you know I, and then it goes they add like a little bit they just they love to add shit to things and make it interesting um there was a i forgot who it was that we reviewed that does that all the time and i was so impressed by it it might have been um theocracy where um not to compare the genres but they they you don't—they—they they don't go in places you expect it to go. The ballot. you know, you're—you're you're jamming along, you're jamming along, and you think you know what the riff's gonna do, and then they just add a little bit of extra. Oh, we did this instead, and this is one of those those songs, and I love when he says, you know, "Of my nation, like, of my nation," like it's pretty heartfelt. And uh, for an album where it's—it's it's so uh, rife with violence and ass kicking, to hear something soulful like that and rhythmic, I think is—is kind of unique. It shows their uh, their range, you know.
0: Absolutely, and you're right. It was Theocracy where you mentioned that, where you kind of are yeah. surprised by the sound of where a riff turns. Uh-huh. And um, maybe it's because I want to be enthused to overthrow a government by the energy that they already presented in the heavier songs, and that's why I kind of felt like this one didn't get me there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be yeah, more I'd be more inclined to grab my Shmitar as he's asking me to do, and behead someone... Uh, to they will return then to this song you know what i'm saying
1: for sure yeah no doubt
0: but altogether, a great album they have a cover here at the end you know kind of a la children of Bodom, where they had that cover album we talked about that after alexi lejo's passing you know so i think there's always a little bit of an homage to some influences they got skin of my teeth which i'll play here as i kind of wrap it up um but i don't really consider this to be you know part of the album
1: no it's just like a megadeth cover yeah um i listen to it it's it's cool
0: I love. I mean, I love his vocals. It's where you really do get him to sound like a swamp thing. Listen, yeah, that's true. I remember that. Um, he, he sounds like an actual swamp devil. Like you, I love the vibe of these guys, especially living in Florida and kind of embracing the swamp lifestyle. I love that these guys think of like swamp, swamp, swamp creatures and shit. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, like, it's almost like he's trying to sing a little bit like Dave Mustaine or something. It reminds me of Death, and they do a. Um, Death when they do a cover on Sound of Perseverance of um, what the fuck is it? They do a cover of a Judas Priest song, and he kind of sings. Chuck Schuldner does, and it's like, the hell, what the fuck are you doing? Right, but where's this? But been? it's kind of it's neat though. It's like so I I think it's kind of cool that he does that just to I don't know if they're just joking around or what, just having fun. I'm trying to look up the song real quick, but um yeah, it reminds me of that a little bit. Painkiller. Uh, pain Pink, right? Yeah 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 yeah. 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 But anyway, so yeah, great album, great album, man,
0: great recommendation. I'm super glad. In fact, I'm gonna go back to Kill the Idealist just to play this underneath because I love this intro. Uh, dude, how oh, can, yeah. how can you not? It's like that. I was singing that in Target, and I was singing Kill the Idealist, and people were looking at me, and I was just like, Oh yeah, I guess I shouldn't be singing that loud. Yeah. That fucking
1: Kill the Idealist. <laughs> and then, I think it does. There's a pretty cool metal uh, middle section too. Um, I, think it, I don't know if it slows down a bit in your mind but i think it does and then it kind of uh, it takes a little bit of a pause and then it goes back into it being fucking badass
0: it just makes me want to hear the chorus again i can't stop yeah so so all together great recommendation phil thank you for getting off my stone i was sitting on there on the Kalma black waltz uh, e- mm-hmm. every bit as good as the black waltz anybody out there listening if you like they will return go listen to the black waltz and if you've listened to the black waltz go listen to they will return great and i'm going to check out their whole discography because you pushed me so if i find another song as good as kill the idealist i'm going to be like you know just blown away but i i am yeah. i am ready to tell you my recommendations for next episode are you ready to do the same for me i am yeah if i may let me go first because i'm going to bring back the space tie that i gave to you cool. in, the, in the that so no yeah. second the band is called Enshine, E-N-S-H-I-N-E. Have you heard of them?
1: No, I don't think I
0: have. It doesn't ring a bell. The lead singer slash guitarist is a is the founding member of a band called Slumber. You ever heard of Slumber? Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. Good. This will be a totally unique experience for you. The album is called Origin. The band Shine. the album is Origin, and I uh, it's a 2013 release, and I really am anxious to hear what you think about it. And I'm just going to say it's got kind of a space influence that I want you to take with you into the listening of it. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that one. Okay. What do you got for me,
1: Big Dog? Bring it on. All right, this is an album that I've been listening to for a, a while now, and I've really considered it multiple times putting it on, and I'm just going to go for it because I love it. It's well-reviewed, um, but it, it it's when I asked you, it, it's – Um, when I I asked you about how would you be interested in an album where it's just painstakingly slow burn, heavy doom. Um, And this is it. The album's called Zoria. The band is called Sonata. It's S-U-N-N-A-T-A. The album is spelled Z-O-R-Y-A. It has like these monks and like a swirling clouds on the front of it.
0: Alright, I'm
1: down. I'm going to check it out. Um, It's only, there's only like five songs. They're pretty long. Um, these guys have such a wild sound to me. They, I'm not going to tell you too much about it. You have to just discover it. But their sounds have changed a lot. Uh, and this is a, an earlier sort of style they had. I was really torn between this and an album called Outlands between them. But I'm going to go with I want with Zoria. So.
0: Awesome. I'm excited. I think uh, okay. we might have two relatively slow-moving reviews to do. So maybe okay. we'll have a theme of uh, some downtrodden, morose, that's yeah. so metal. There we go.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man.
0: All right, awesome. So listen, we'll wrap it up like we always do with a Mitch Hedberg joke. Mitch Hedberg said, Advil has a candy coating. It's delicious. And it says right on the bottle, do not have more than two. Well, then do not put a candy coating around it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Phil. As always, brother, you are the man. Until the next episode, this is Alex and Phil with the Great Heavy Music Podcast.